As you're listening to the following music selections, adjust the volume, bass, and treble controls to suit your tastes. Today's episode of Android's Dungeon. We're back, baby. The break is over. We're out of the desert. And we're here to feast you with a glorious temptation of a year to come. What does that mean? Stay tuned. Welcome to CFRU 93.3 FM, broadcasting at the University of Guelph, Guelph, Ontario campus. Uh, I am Jack. And I'm Joel. Oh, it's good to be back. Good to yeah. be back. It's been a little bit. Love the sound of my voice. Oh, it's the greatest <laughs> thing in the world. Well, not your voice, my it's voice. Christmas. But, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's, Christmas it, for me. It's actually, because it's snowing outside at this particular moment when this show is recorded, which is live. Yeah, Thursday, 1 p.m. Thursday, 1 p.m. Uh, it does feel kind of Christmassy outside. It does, yeah. It's it's very festive. Joel, you know what you should do uh, around Christmas time? Uh, leave. Mm, well, you definitely go <laughs> go away. You got to go back. You got to go back. If you ever had a Christmas with me around, you'd be really disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> Joel was gone. He went to uh, back where he, whence he came, which is back west, out west, because he heard there was a new gold rush. It's yeah. uh, the dope rush. They're mining dope in the hills. Well, I had to mine uh, some new games, you know. I had to go out there and do some research. Speaking of research, you can check us out on all the podcasting websites where you can go into the backlogs of the show and find out your, your best ofs, Android Dungeons. Check us out. Uh, yeah. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, all the nonsense. And if you're interested, join the Guelph board game group which is kind of the unofficial it's picking up yeah it's there's some movement we've had a couple of people sign up one person who didn't understand when you sign up it asks you please list a game she said it closed on her or like her maybe she closed her app before she could answer i didn't i'm surprised facebook let her get through you know i know that's what i thought doubt click the i am not a robot button yeah this sounds like nonsense anyway so joel was out west i stayed in uh semi-nice southern Ontario because at least it's snow during Christmas time but lake coast lake coast anyway we all got in some games so as opposed to doing the standard Joel what have you been playing recently oh I've been playing this we're gonna we're gonna add some structure can mix it up which is a scary word I don't like it any more than you but it's necessary yeah so, so what you're saying is that this week there was actually at least two minutes of planning involved you hear that that's something he's actually got to read. It's paper. That's it, our second show in a row where you've written stuff down. So. I know. It's getting out of control again. <laughs> You're getting serious. <laughs> there was a, um, there's this line that uh, has kind of become a meme in the family. And I don't know if you have these family memes of sorts. And maybe it's just an in-family joke. But um, at one point, so my, my second cousin was uh, over on Christmas Day with us. And his father had this line once where a bunch of the family was sitting around and they're all having a couple drinks. And I guess it was one drink too many for uh, <laughs> my great, uh, great uncle. And he came in and he said, this uncontrolled drinking has to stop. <laughs> so now it's become this, this line where it's, you, everything is uncontrolled drinking. <laughs> but it's just, it's so formal. I think one drink too many is a pretty good family name too. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's almost, uh, it's almost impossible. There's yeah. no such thing. I think Boxing Day was the real, like, this is too much for me. Yeah, it hit you, eh? Yeah, I, I couldn't drink for the next two days. But, well, look, this is Android Zone does not condone binge drinking or substance abuse in any shape or form, but sometimes nights get away from you. And Sometimes, and sometimes you got to spend the holiday with your family. Sometimes <laughs> you got to spend the holiday with your family, and sometimes it's easier, and sometimes it's not. I have to say, I had zero hangovers the entire break. Oh, that doesn't mean that I, that I wasn't... 
um, having one drink too many. But sign of an alcoholic, no hangovers. No hangovers. Things are getting good. Is that, <laughs> that's what you're saying? You're just cruising. I'm just cruising. But uh, in general, I think I did definitely had some tasty wine, which was the plus. When you have a nice wine and you yep. like, because you're so used to not bad wine, but like middle of the road stuff where it's just like, yeah. okay, that's that's But mid tier and higher, you you get less headaches. There's less corkage in it. Is that you know, a thing? I thought it was... A... Yeah, there's a lot of like little um, impurities mm. in cheaper wine, which is one of the things that contributes to headaches. Interesting. I, I always thought it was the tannins. That's what it boils down yeah, to. That too. Yeah. Anyway, enough about not drinking. <clears throat> uh, Jack's drunk right now. I'm, I'm loaded. Um, so we've made we've got a list right here, and it is a list of... Making a list. Games that we played over the holiday. Because some of us played, I think, more games than the other, and we're just going to go we're back over, and forth here. We're overloaded. So. We're overloaded. So we're going to put some, some structure in this, like I was we'll saying. We'll come back and do proper reviews of some of these at a later point. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think we can do some. We, we're just not as deep dive here yeah, right now. exactly. So, Joel, why don't you get us going here? Why don't you talk about a boot, what you got into? Okay, I'll throw down a classic. I tried, I tried to order these in the order in which I played them. Mm-hmm. So we went, we went over to Victoria, and we spent a weekend with our friends there. And they introduced us to a very old game that a lot of people probably already know, and that's Scruples. I mean, do you know Scruples? Have no, you played Scruples? never heard of it. Um, I thought it was a lot like, uh, well, I didn't know what it was. I'll say that. Okay. Uh, turns out it's just a, sort of a moral dilemma game. So uh, a card will ask a question, say, for example, um, you're walking down the street and you find $2,000. Do you turn it in or do you keep it? So this is very similar to that game we played that one time at uh, Victoria's Place. I guess since it has to be yes or no, it says, do you turn it in? Yeah. So the answers are yes, no, and depends. Uh, people will depends. draw an answer and have it in their hand okay. along with a list of, with like seven to zero cards. Hold depending on. on how well they Draw play. an answer. What do you mean? So they'll draw either yes, no, or depends mm-hmm. from a pile and they'll have that. And then they'll look around the room and they'll look at their questions and they'll try to trigger that answer. So if I have yes here, and I go to Jack, and I know he's a really ethical guy mm-hmm. who obviously always always follows the rules and the law, and he would never steal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would go to him and say, Jack, would you return that money? Yeah. And he would say yes, and I'd say, I knew it. I was counting on uh, you. Okay, that's And I'd I get thought. to discard my card. Okay. And then pick up a new answer card. If I was wrong and I found out that Jack was a scrupulous rogue. <laughs> scrupulous rogue. <laughs> lawful, <laughs> lawful good rogue. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and he said, no, I'm not turning that money and I'm keeping it. Yeah. Then I have to draw a new answer card and a new question. Ah. So it's a get rid of your cards game. Pretty classic. So is your turn over if you screw up? Or? No, your turn's over regardless. But if you get it right... You don't have to draw a new question card, and Mm -hmm. you're trying to get rid of your questions. You have seven at the start or whatever you draw to. Whoever gets rid of their questions first wins. Okay. So this is something that I always think about when you you play some of these party games, because when when you describe the premise of it, it sounded to me kind of like just one of these like sort of what what do you do type things, and I get this part. I, I thought you were going to do a vote almost. That's what I thought you were going to say yeah. is that like you kind of look around the room and it's like what is there going to be more of, uh, mm. or if it's depends if it splits. I don't know whatever, but it's interesting that you're trying to point out people. And it's like you, you're just yeah. Uh, you're trying you're trying to guess the character of the people around you. Yeah. But the fun thing about that is that you really they surprise you a lot of the time. <laughs> you know, like if there's something about you know. I don't know, like a tough issue on uh, women's rights or something. Obviously, I'm going to go to Sam because I know what she's <laughs> going to say. You already know what she's going to say, right? Exactly, right? And it's like, perfect, thank you, dependable. But sometimes you'll 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 get Wild it depends, card, right? Yeah. Sometimes they're oh, well, it depends on, and you're like, ah, oh, come on, uh, and it brings up a lot of discussion. But the best thing about it, and <laughs> the worst thing about it as well, I think I know where you're is going. Is that here. all of the cards they they've been collecting over the years. And they've got a set from the 70s, the 80s, and the 90s. So <laughs> the all problem of the, with the Soviets are very is. <laughs> offensive and outdated. Here's an example. Go on. Um, men only. Okay. Um, if a girl punched you, would you hit her back? See, that's where you're, you're really got it. That's a, that's a good audience <laughs> choice. 
That's a, can, I, can I phone a friend? Yeah. You better hope you don't have a yes in your hand. <laughs> Otherwise, you're never getting rid of it. <laughs> All right. So I get it. It sounds kind of neat. But this is – so Scru- Scruples is the old version, and it's been around since the 70s, you're saying? Or is there – Yeah, a, I don't know. I've never seen a new version of Scruples. I've never seen the game, period. So I don't think it's been printed since the 90s. Uh. But it was a lot of fun and great for just <coughs> – very loose party game. Don't N- depend on it. And they have a they have a house rule. Yeah. They find something they really don't like. They tear it up in front of everyone. Really? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. To me this this seems like it looks like fun. But I could see it being like, why don't we discuss politics in a big group? <laughs> it gets better and better as time goes on. Uh, but yeah, you're right. It can, you know, Sam was very shocked by some of my answers. <laughs> it was one who was like, uh, if a robot could uh, replace 20 jobs, would you install it? And I was yeah. <laughs> Talk about efficiency here. <laughs> easy, Elon. Take it easy, man. All right. All right. Your first one. Uh, my first one, I'm going to start with um, the game that uh, I showed Joel the copy, and he's played the original, and this one's the variant on it, or kind of a sequel of sorts. And this is Century Spice Road. Um, or Century Road. I don't even know what the, the base is. Century Spice Road was the first one, but this is Golem Edition. Yeah. Century and is the title. Century, the, and then it's yeah. Century, and then it's like uh, colon Spice Road. Yeah. And is there a third one out too? I, I don't no, know. No, Golem Super New. Yeah. So Century Golem Edition. <clears throat> and the best way to describe it is, uh, I would say, a, a deck builder, um, a light deck builder meets um, Splendor. Because it's all about building these efficiency actions and you're literally, you've got four colors of gems and you have to take a yellow gem, which is the lowest, and somehow move them up to different colors to fulfill contracts, which are the different golems that are worth points. And the game ends uh, when you have six if you're playing a two-player game or five when you're playing um, three plus and that's it. You draw cards and... Cash in the contracts for victory points? No, they just become victory points right away. They're always right there. So they're on... As soon as you buy them, it's the victory... You've earned them. And uh, there are a couple of... You... In order to expand your deck, uh, because you have an unlimited deck, and you go to the market, and there are six of those up there at all times, and you can buy any one of them, but it does something that I like, is that... If you want to take the one closest to what's been drawn or the newest one, you have to put a gem. doesn't matter what color, but you'd be crazy not to put a yellow, maybe a green if you're desperate, down on each card that's before it. Yep. And if you pick up that card, you get to take your gems back or someone can take your gems. And each card does different things. Does that apply for every one past the last one? Or Uh, is it just the closest to the deck? Every card, anything that's not the the closest to you that would require a gem. So the, it, it plays so quickly. It's really cute. Um, I think it's, I don't find it as aggravating as Splendor because Splendor feels like, um, it still has the problems of the randomness of Splendor, but it feels like you have more control over your fate in this one because you can see it's, because basically everyone's aiming for lords. Imagine Splendor where no one is buying cards worth values of them because everyone's just aiming at lords. So Trying you, to get a set. Yeah, exactly. So you can see what Kayla's doing and I can, Kayla can see what I'm doing. And you can both you can kind of gauge that all right she grabbed that card that's going to work for her better so odds are unless she screws up somewhere she's going to get this guy for me so I'm going to change tracks and go for these guys and you're trying to build up these efficient little engines and after you play a card uh, it's down on the ground until you decide to rest which is passing and you get to take all your cards back into your hand and there's also a bit of luck involving which cards come up first because there's some definitively better ones that could theoretically get shuffled and your opponent could have first uh, crack at it and get to them first and kind of give them an advantage. But I think it's, it plays faster and it doesn't feel as um, sort of frustrating like Splendor does in which a card comes up. And if you're playing uh, even two-player game, it can happen. But three or four, it's like, I see that card. I'm not going to get that card. It's gone, <laughs> baby. Although you can be very aggressive with reserving and there's no reserving in this game. So. Uh, well, it sounds great. Uh, what's the runtime? If you know what you're doing, I'd say 15, 20 minutes. Ooh, how many times did you play? We played, I think, four times. Wow. And just so, the two of you? Just the two of us. It flies. It's so simple. And the, this is a great sign because the rules is literally are literally, I say are, but yeah, I guess, um, a single page of paper, slightly thicker stock, hmm. front and back. 
Wow. It's a little dense on the text, but it's honestly like... It's you like don't... they're making a resume. Yeah, it's like <laughs> very clean. They, there was even a picture of the designer saying, <laughs> hire me. But it's a great game. Highly recommend it. And nice. um, it's inexpensive, and the components are top-notch. Century Golem. Check it out. Century Golem. Joel. All right. The next one's a 2016 game, so we're getting a little newer than Scruples. Uh, just kind of came into circulation as far <clears> as <throat> being popular at uh, old Dave's in uh, B.C., where? Dave's Pop Culture. Dave's Pop Culture in BC? Yeah, on, uh, I can't remember the street it's on. You Google it. <laughs> on a street. Or um, start it, page it, or duck, duck, go, or bing it, yeah. anything. So I, I wrote a little one line. <clears throat> so um, for Scruples, I wrote outdated, outdated and offensive social game. For Fuji Flush, I wrote great little number wang. It's just, it's just number numbers. What did you say? Number wang. Okay. Uh, it's a Michelin web joke. Oh, okay. Um, so then it's just a deck of cards. I think there were eight of each from one to 20 uh, with rules. So the, uh, probably runs best with like five or more players. Definitely like a big group kind of game. And you'll all be dealt a hand of five cards. And again, just like Scruples, the object of the game is get rid of your cards. So how do you get rid of your cards? Well, you just play down numbers. Uh, you're hoping that when you play down a number, it'll get all the way around to you. And if it does, you get to get rid of that number. So you're just playing it in front of you. It's like, say, for example, you play a three. Mm -hmm. Uh, if everybody plays something lower than a three, unlikely, uh, you get to put your card in. Hmm. Uh, if anybody plays anything higher, you have to flush. It's called Fuji Flush. And you have to put your card in and take a new one. Uh -huh. So then you haven't made any progress. Right. So the game kind of gets interesting in the special rules. One is if you play the same number as somebody else... Both of your numbers double. So if I play a five mm -hmm. and then somebody else plays a four and then you play a five, now we're both ten. Hmm. Now we've got like a buffer, right? Hmm. Now anybody playing nine or lower is below us. Somebody else plays a five. Now they're in on the game. Now we're at 15. Oh, my God. Right? So four people play fives. Now you're at 20. Now yeah. no single card can knock us out. Once it comes around to the first person that plays that number, yeah. bam, you guys are done. Interesting. And you guys get your cards, rid of your cards. So it's a combination of, oh, these guys are doing really well. They've got, you just got a four, he's got a four, they've got a four, so they're at 12. Yeah. I can knock them all out yeah. with my 13, but then I'm wasting one of my big cards. Uh, what do I do? Do I knock them out, slow them down, or do I just throw down a three just to get rid of it? Knowing that I'll have to pick something else up. Maybe I'll get something better. better. Yeah, exactly. So I think <clears throat> coming into the game, I think the strategy was play low num, get rid of your low numbers, try to draw higher ones, and then start trying to pair up with people. Right? If you see somebody play a number, and you've got that number, pff, might as well jump on board. Right? And you have to be careful though, because it seems like there's enough strategy here where it's like, okay, I've, I'm doing more more poorly than Joel. So I'm not going to try to hop on his numbers here and uh, yeah, try to help, help him out here. Well, especially if they've got one card left or two yeah. cards left. Right? You don't want to uh, start setting them up for a big play. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, there's definitely a lot of strategy involved. It's just this very simple game that uh, we had a lot of fun. We probably played about six or seven games within a sitting. And um, for the people... In I don't know if it's been expressed yet, but I'm Joel's family. <laughs> he can, he is a, I don't know whether you're, you've got them all tight. <laughs> this is weird psychotic. Move. I've got a gun to their heads. <laughs> it puts the card on the table. And like, whether you've got some sort of weird silence of the lambs things going on or what your family's tolerance for not only playing a game, which is like, let's make Joel happy, but okay, rack it, do it again. The ravenous Jack. It, it's un. I can't figure it out. It, it makes no sense to me. It's it, totally alien. I'm a stranger in a strange land listening to these stories. Yeah. But anyway, I'll be buying Fu Fuji Flush. It's got to be 10 bucks or less. It's I wonder if it's a just a deck of cards. Yeah. Can you not pr uh, do it up yourself? You could make it. Yeah, you could make it with a pack of cards. Yeah. Two packs of cards. Because people, you cannot copyright mechanics. I'm sorry. Although it does go to 20, so. Well, well. I don't know. Hook them up. Just like pull like a, you know, a two faces coin all scratched up and just do, I don't know why <laughs> I made that. Super Jack. Right. 
Anyway, what's next on yours? Next on mine is uh, a game that's pretty pretty hot right now, in some circles at least, which is the sequel to my number one game of 2018, which is Azul, the Stained Glass of Frank Sinatra. Azul 2, ladies and gentlemen. Azul 2. They're different enough that I think you can have both in your collection. If you had to pick one... I would default. I would I'd default to the first one, Azul uh, base game. But uh, Azul Stained Glass of Sintra is a variation on the on a theme, and there's still the factory with the random sort of gems. But in this case, they're stained glass, and they look like halls. All the hmm. they. I've played a couple of games recently where it's just all the, the goods look like candy and they kind of make me a little... Not that <laughs> halls are candy. Halls are disgusting. And they're like basically a trap for oh, children Zool who like candy. Like Star Wars. Yeah, Azul looks like Star Wars. Like, I'm pretty sure the exact same. You can almost do special... Anyway. You just play with Star Wars. Just play Star Wars and then you eat them as you throw them away. But That's I guess you eat them back anyway. Um, and so you still got the factory that you're dropping random uh, things out of a bag in. But instead of the board you're doing a Sudoku puzzle on, you've now you've got something where you've got basically towers of multi-different colored spots where you're basically supposed to throw glass pieces onto these windows here. And you've got a row of, ooh, I don't know, five or six or seven or something. And you shuffle them all up and you lay them out. So it's going to be different. But mm-hmm. everyone has, I believe, the same uh, tiles. But they should all be laid out differently. I guess theoretically you can have the exact same board, which would be very interesting to see. But they're front and back as well. And mm-hmm. at the bottom of the base, you've got these, you've got an A side and a B side. So there's variations. They score differently. And what happens is that you go from the center and you have to follow the same rules as well. you got to take all of one color. Anything that you don't take goes in the middle, hmm. and uh, you can take from the middle if there's stuff there too. And uh, in this case, you can take a start tile, and there's no penalty for taking it. So it's no not like you penalty. lose a point for that doing that stuff. Um, but in this case, you take any color, and you've got this worker, the glass, the glass man, Vince Carter. I don't know. He's <laughs> on the top there, and you can put tile or you can put glass on anything that he's under or where he has room to move down the line. So if you want to put it right at the beginning, good for you. You can load it all up. If you want to put it on the second, third, or fourth, you got to move your guy down, and you can't put anything behind him. Mm. And at any point, you have to pass and do a dwarf's home, and he has to go back to the end, and then you can do it. So it's a screen wipe. It's a screen wipe, and it's tricky because you're balancing. There have been plenty of times when we played this, and for the record, we played it, I think, four or five times again. It's very Mm. quick, very easy. Um, where you're sitting there and you have the perfect move lined up and then you realize, oh, my guy's way at the end. Oh, when I move him back, now my opponent took all my tiles that were so perfectly lined up. So what I'm hearing is it's like just like Azul where you're sitting watching people hoping they don't take your things, except you got to do it twice. <laughs> yeah, there's there's different elements to it. And it's it, it if you like Azul, try it. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's different enough that you'll be... I don't know if anyone can hate this compared to Azul. Some, I think the Dice Tower guys, in their, when they were doing their um, top 100 games of all time, or maybe just the breakdowns of the year, they, they, the, they kept saying they preferred Sintra because there was more strategy to it. I'm not sure if there is necessarily. It's just a different strategy because mm-hmm. you're managing this, this guy that's moving around that's letting you do spots there. But I was really impressed with it, and uh, I think it's very pretty, and I endorse it. Endorsed. Well, I'm glad you endorsed something because I'm about to drop something in the toilet. Oh, boy. Um, We've had enough positive reviews for the day. Uh, Let's talk about Shadowhunters. Oh, you got it out. (laughs) Have you played Shadowhunters? I own it. (laughs) You own it. You've played it, though, right? I played it. It doesn't necessarily mean you've played it. Well, I bought it because uh, I I played a couple times with Evan. You haven't met him, but I enjoyed myself. That was after a couple drinks. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and that's the thing. It's still a lot of fun. Yeah. I'll give it that. But we played uh, about a six-player game. It's a name I haven't heard in a long time. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's go. coming out. Uh, right? It's like, what is this? Like a 2005 game or something? It's old. Maybe a little bit later. And it looks like it, too. And it plays yeah. like it, too. So so Shadowhunters is a game of hunters versus shadows. Hidden but somehow, uh, it's basically Bang. It's Bang, but yeah. uh, if Bang was somehow less fun. And made it way more complicated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Insanely exactly. complicated. So, um, <laughs> there's a lot of RNG. It's all RNG. If we can throw an RNG term in, RNG means random number generator, which just means uh, randomness, <laughs> yeah. the elements of randomness. Like, for example, you'll just draw a card and it'll say, oh, you hurt yourself. Yeah. Um, which is fun. That's nice. Um, oh, you, you heal fully. That's <laughs> so nice too. You, you never know what you're going to you get. Picked up the, you picked up the best weapon in the game. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. It's much kin with somehow less strategy. I don't know. 
<laughs> us to describe it. But um, uh, Shadow Hunters is basically um, you have a certain amount of health and everybody does damage to each other and you're not sure if people are on your team or on the other team and mm-hmm. you kind of have to... Well, there are three teams, uh, actually. Yeah, yeah. There's also the like the random win conditions, which for some reason there's a lot of. There's a lot of neutrals. Yeah. A lot of neutrals. So there's neutrals that are trying to accomplish a certain goal, like, hey, I don't know if the person to your right is dead. Yeah. And um, you just kind of have to punch everybody and hope you're doing the right thing. And, and there is some deduction involved. Yeah, you can do the, I forget, the, the hermit f- or the, the witch that yeah. lets you kind of suss out. like. So there's green cards and you green can cards, give a green it. card to someone, which is a hermit card. Yeah. And it says, I think you're a shadow. And if you are a shadow, take two damage. Yeah. And if you... They don't have to say anything. They put the card away. If they take two damage, you know. Yeah. No one else knows. You've gained some information. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, there's so many better intrigue games out there. I don't know. Really see any reason why anyone would play Shadowhunters unless they're really into the theme. It's got this strange anime theme to it as well. And I think the art's kind of inconsistent as far as that goes because it's... Yeah, I was like a Ghostbusters guy. Yeah, it, it's a bizarre game, and I forget I own it a lot of times because I haven't... The problem is is that it's so com- needlessly complex. You take it to Breslau on the 19th. <laughs> maybe I will. It's because I don't think anyone I know would play it, um, and I don't think I would even put it out on the table because I'd feel bad. It's just... It's not a good game, but I enj- that's not to say I haven't had fun with it, and I think that's something that we've talked about on the show before is that there are plenty of not good games out there that I've had fun with, Yeah, and there are lots of not good games I haven't had fun with. Maybe but it's just because we have fun playing games. It's, it, it, it's, I think it lives and dies by a crowd, it. and it can't be a game you're taking seriously. And there's a lot of these, because I consider a party game, by all, but it Absolutely. fails as a party game because it's too complex. It's trying to be serious, but it is a party game because of its randomness. Yeah, and you end up sort of wacky situations in it, but at the same time, it's like I can, I can think of three or four other games I have that can do the exact same thing and that's actually exactly. entertaining. But So I don't endorse Shadowhunters. Don't pick it up. unless you. I think if you can get it for like 10 bucks, give it a shot or something. But sure. paying anything more than $10, $15 for it is... You're yeah. going to have a bad time. Shadowhunters. I can't believe you brought... Played, who brought Shadowhunters? <laughs> I went through... I've learned three games in a night. That's crazy. Fuji Flush, Shadowhunters, and the next one, which I'll save, which was the best you're... one. I saved the best of okay. that night for last. So... Uh, the um, the next one I'll do is probably the biggest game we played during the, and I'm not sure if it was, I'm gonna it might be lying here and I, it may have been before Christmas, but it was close enough. I think you were gone anyway. Um, and this is a game I've had for, uh, it wasn't even Kickstarter. I hopped on afterward because I, I heard about it and it everything I read about it like oh intriguing, sign me up. And it's called Hands in the Sea. And it's uh, the premise of the game is Rome versus Carthage, and classic duel of the fate situation here. And the mechanics are it is a deck builder with board state, and right there is enough to get me intrigued. And one person plays Rome, one person plays Carthage, and you have everyone has their own deck with their own cards in it, and you can buy them all at any point. But you've also trying to get territories, and you're trying to move to them, and when you take over a city, that card for the city goes into your deck and you want to try to trim your deck so you throw it into your empire but Mm. you only have two actions a turn and putting a card into your empire is extremely costly and there are times when it because it's like it's an action and your opponent's doing other stuff but eventually your empire gets unwieldy because you've got all these cards in your hand and you can only get to certain places but with certain moves and you're trying to turn things into money which is so scarce and you're trying to maintain a fleet and the clock ticks so quickly. It, it is wild and fast. Um, when I say fast, even though the game ran two and a half hours, but I mean fast <laughs> in the sense that your turns are pace. as soon as you figure out what you're doing. And a lot of I find I really like a good game that there's it's, there's meat to it, but the turns you're like, oh, I can't wait to try my next turn. I can't wait to do this. There's enough time here. And so uh, is putting cards in your empire a lot like putting cards <clears throat> in your tomb. Mm. Yes and no. Entombing them is basically, it's out of the game forever and you're trying to score them. In this case, you're just, you're needling them down because events can also result in you having to put stuff back in your empire. It's basically kind of like a... Um, a, share, a library you can it's they're still available and you still use them but hmm. you can lose them and you can have other stuff that end up back in there that you have to buy again and what that the name for like when in magic where you have a sidebar or something like that sideboarding I guess sideboard yeah, yeah. yeah. anyway hands in the sea um, it's been out for a little bit but uh, the, it was recently reprinted and 
also picked up these gorgeous metal coins go with it and you really Ooh, feel nice. like you're clink, clink, like you're buying your praetorians and your elephants and whatnot it's like oh, actual coin is being exchanged so a lot of people were talking about um charter stone uh and when it's finished um use those coins <laughs> yeah taking all the components and just putting them in a pool and using them in other games mm-hmm. especially the metal coins I think, well, I'll get to this in a second because no spoilers, <laughs> but that'll be coming up. <laughs> anyway, okay. so Hands in the Sea. Give it a shot if if you can find it. I don't know. I, I haven't kept my eye open, but anyway. Joel. Okay, what's next? Um, oh, right. So the last game of the night and the best game of the night for sure was Gizmos. And I've talked a little bit about this already with you, but Gizmos was really hot. And uh, Harry was telling us about this when he came back from Gen Con. I don't remember anything about Gizmos that he said. Well, he mentioned it briefly, but he demoed so many games yeah. that he was just kind of running down oh, a list. I played so many games. I can't remember. Yeah. yeah. But he was kind of, he was kind of mad about Gizmos. Yeah. He was, I think, more enthusiastic about it than uh, Forbidden Sky, but Gizmos was kind of one of those things. And I can understand now, because if you get Gizmos demoed to you, you don't really get the full flavor of the game. So anyway, Gizmos is, uh, funny enough, another Splendor-esque game. Uh, Apparently, everyone's trying to jump on the bandwagon, or maybe it's just created a cool new genre, which we'll have to name at some point. Engine builder tableaus. Yeah. It is a tableau builder, 100%. So whoever has... Uh, whoever is first to 16 tableaus ends the game. Then you count victory points. Victory points are on each of your tableaus. Mm. So each tableau you buy gets you victory points. Uh, Beautiful tiered deck. So you've got deck one, deck two, deck three. Uh, Deck one only costs one energy, which we'll get to. Beautiful little marbles or balls. Uh, Deck two is uh, between two and four cost. And we'll also, each cost actually is victory points. They're directly assigned unless it's a special card. Mm -hmm. And then deck three, expensive, uh, five to seven cost. And that's where you can get some really cool stuff. Or you can get stuff that will just break your machines, but that will give you lots of victory points. So that's kind of an in-game thing where you're like, well, I'm getting seven points for it. Only cost four, but I can never research again. Or I can never file again. Ooh, never. Those are very... uh... So you're losing your actions in exchange for a bunch of points. So is it almost like your last move of the game is to buy one of those and just... Uh, yeah, maybe. Might be unless right, you're right such a tough guy. You see somebody over there with 14 or 15 tableaus and you know in two turns the game's yeah. going to be over. You might as well rush for the big one, you know? So the game is pretty simple. You've got four actions. You can file, which is the equivalent of the Splendor Take the Gold token. Yep. Um, you can... Pick, which is uh, there's a big uh, machine in front of you, and it's got a two, uh, a ramp coming out of it, and out of that ramp, potion explosion style, is um, marbles, and the marbles are four different colors, blue, yellow, red, black, mm-hmm. and um, each of those marbles represents a different type of energy, and so you pick those energies, and that's how you build. Your tableaus, your buildings, your robots or whatever. So let's say, for example, I have something that costs three reds. Well, I would end up picking three reds and then I would buy it. So my my short description of Gizmos, and I'm going to give (laughs) a longer one and another one because it really does deserve a long review, is uh, Splendor meets Potion Explosion if Potion Explosion was good. (laughs) (laughs) I I played Potion Explosion once. I think it was at the boardroom and I was like, oh, this is a kid's game. Yep. <clears throat> you take you take colors and then you trade those colors in. It's a neat idea. It's fine. But what if those colors did something really interesting? That sounds neater. Oh. Well, let me tell you about Gizmos. <laughs> <laughs> so finally, the last two actions are um, uh, to build, obviously, yep. which is to spend X energy. And you get one a turn, to, you're saying? You can, one you can only do one action per yep. turn, yeah. So it, uh, you can build, which is obviously spend the energy put it back into the top it'll filter its way down eventually come mm-hmm. out the tube uh and build the thing and then the final thing is research which is a bit trickier basically if you don't like what's on the lineup which is four and then three and then two perfect the way it should be um you can look at the top of the deck but then you have to either build it or file it and if you can't build or file you wasted your turn oh wow 
So there's a bit of planning here, a bit of strategy. Yeah. And then obviously, so that's the game fully explained. But then obviously, uh, let's say one of those things you build says every time you uh, pick a black, you get to take a random one from the middle. Well, now you're more incentive to pick black. Yeah. Every time you pick black from the lineup, you get to reach in the top and grab something. Every time you file, you get a random one. But maybe you get another one, which says every time you file, you also get to pick. So mm. then you, you you file, you get the random one. Then you pick the black, and then you get another random one. You can see how this can Combo, snowball. combo, combo. Yeah. How much of this feels like... So this is... I forgot to mention this about Century, but um, there's not... Maybe it's just because it's a relatively fresh game, but there's a certain amount where I'm not even looking what the other person's doing for the most part. Yep. I'm just staring at my own, and it turns into... Basically, I'm... I happen to be playing a game that someone else happens to be playing as well. <laughs> and somebody solitaire. Will, yeah. Yeah, and there are no this is a strictly Euro and it's there's no direct tax and there's no slowing anybody else down except for maybe taking their energy from the lineup. Mm-hmm. But um it's fairly quick. The everybody's turns, even though you I'm saying that they trigger a lot of things. Unless they're not sure what they trigger they know what they trigger they're just okay well i i build this and since i built a black i get to pick and since i picked a uh, red i get to take a thing and then it's over it, i've never seen a turn go longer than like 15 seconds so. oh nice depends on who you're playing with speedy but we played we probably played about 12 games it's crazy we were playing at days we were playing at home and then we've been playing since we got back in ontario <laughs> madness i <laughs> highly endorse gizmos yeah in case it doesn't plays in about a week uh yeah whatever big deal what else you got last one i'll say very quickly before we do a music break charterstone we finished it um i don't know what to say beyond the fact that it's done we enjoyed certain aspects of it it's not a good game but we had fun <laughs> um, ouch it's not a good game sorry isn't. jamie it isn't I'm try sorry again next time maybe with a big group of people but to hell with getting four or five people regularly to play charterstone like it's not worth it i'd rather play other things if i can get that many people together huh. uh and that's it charterstone so nice. musical break we'll be back in a second stay tuned Thank you. 
Welcome back to CFRU 93.3 FM. What you just heard was Savages, You're My Chocolate. It sounds just like um, Quentin Tarantino commissioned it. Yeah, it, it's 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 funky, but kind of has that sort of western yeah. sort of undertone to it. It's like it, Some it's, Ennio Morricone. Yeah, exactly. Almost like it was recorded in the 70s for some sort of like... Morricone was hired to do a, uh, the score for some... Urban Western. I don't know. See a Grand Am cruising down. A Grand Am. <laughs> cruising down uh, Beverly Hills. Or... Oh, no, no, no. I saw Van Dam cruising down. Oh, Van Dam. <laughs> Van Dam and a Grand Am. Um, so we, at the start of the show, we did our, er, the games we played over the, uh, the break. We're going to change tact a little bit here, and we're going to go into the games we want to play. We're gonna we we're setting goals. We're setting goals. New year, we're new checking me. Checking them twice, maybe three times, and the new year, new me, uh, is is saying that we want to get these these particular games out. And I was talking to Joel earlier about this, and my stipulations were, they should be games that have been bugging you, in the yeah. sense of you've been staring at them, or you maybe you played it, you've played it before, but you want to play it again, but mm. it's just so inconvenient, or it's so niche, or something about it, you just can't. You just you just haven't been able to get it out on the table, and with that said, Joel, why don't you get the ball rolling? What is your so I I have five five point five on my list. What about you? Yeah, I threw in a kind of a uh, maybe I'll trade this one in kind of thing. But uh, the first one is pretty obvious because it's still sealed. Yeah, and I've heard it's a good game, but it's Chicago Express. Chicago Express. Got to get that out. A lot of a lot of people put a ten out of tens on Board Game Geek for, and it's a light train game too. It's yeah. not that heavy, but it does stuff. Not much to say about it, because uh, I don't know much about it. Well, well, <laughs> I want to play. I want to play Chicago. If I if I'd remember yeah. Chicago Express, I would have put on the list. Agreed. Here uh, my fifth game, bottom of the list, Millennium Blades, the Ooh. the game that emulates uh, a trading card game. So it's it's a game and a game playing a game. 
and uh, it's Beyblade. It's Beyblade. I closer to Yu-Gi-Oh, I think, actually. Than, <laughs> and um, it's it's sitting there. I've heard great things. The only problem is it's fairly front-loaded, and I think I need the right crowd because I don't think Kayla would get as much out of the. I, I want her to play, but as someone who she has never played magic or Pokemon or any of those things. She doesn't understand this, this world versus like <laughs> you, me, Harry. So it's going to take you back to your childhood. Maybe, especially throwing Hopefully. lots of cash at something. <laughs> anyway, Millennium Blades. Nice. Yeah. The second one is, is kind of an obvious one. Uh, it's blowing up on the board game geek, uh, Facebook chats. And actually, uh, in Guelph board gamers, the couple that was trying to look for, other couples to play with because they were looking for more three or four player games. They end up playing too many party games or two player games. Mm-hmm. Um, so I sent them a message and they said that they've been playing this a lot. And it is one of my acquisitions, Spirit Island. Spirit Island. There we go. And I'm very excited uh, to give it a try. Uh, average runtime, if you know what you're doing, is 90 to 120 minutes. So it's not a light game. It's not something you're going to throw out uh, on a whim. No. You got to plan it. You know the manual is 32 pages? It is a massive manual. There is so much in that game. And a lot of that is uh, individual clarifications on yeah. on the uh, gods or whatever they are and their abilities and everything like that. But a lot of it is actually strategy and recommendations, which mm. is nice to see. Joel, I take issue with the selection because we all know we're going to play Spirit Island. There's no, it's okay, not so it's even. It's not one of like I'm dragging my feet about. It's like, not, it's, it's coming. Not a dragging feet. But it is but a it's big like, game. Yeah. It's one that you've got to consciously play, but you're right. No you're one's right. allergic to learning Spirit Island, one of the hottest games. <laughs> <laughs> and the cooperative settler destruction game. It, I'm looking forward to it. The the uh, forum I was talking about was had blown up for like two pages about Spirit Island because I guess somebody just yep. got their copy and there's we'll tons play. of talk about strategy and all these things. The expansion's coming out soon too. As if, uh, yeah, anyway. I guess that's my gimme then. <laughs> <laughs> that's a guarantee, Joel. It's 100%. In the bag. <laughs> it's in the bag, baby. All right. Uh, this one is not as guaranteed. <laughs> um, this is Sukigahara. It's a two-player war game with blocks, GMT uh, war game, set during the Sengoku era, uh, feudal Japan, when basically the, the country was engulfed in one giant war between two warring uh, factions. And you take the role of one of those factions, and you're moving your blocks around. You can only see your side of the block uh, and your opponent just sees the f- nothing. They just know your your troops are there, but you see their strength. You see all that actions. You can recruit more people. You're moving them around the board. You can. There's the betray action, and or basically where uh, your soldiers can defect if you're not careful, and that can swing the tides in other people's favor. Uh, it is a. I've heard it described as the their the most elegant two player war game anyone's ever played, and wow. I love the theme. I Who love the it? mechanics. GMT. GMT. And the Classic. everything about it is just lovely. But it's it's a tough sell. <laughs> it's, it's not the easiest sell. I wonder how many of these games are going to be GMT. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, Psyche Gahara. Sekigahara. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, it's it's obscure enough that I'm definitely giving that one to you. Uh, my next one is not so obscure, <laughs> obscure. but also uh, old enough that we should have played it by now. Okay. And long enough that we might not. Uh, it's Eclipse. Oh. <laughs> this is a game that I would love to get out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And find out whether or not, once and for all, it's actually better than Twilight it's Imperium. It's It's different. <laughs> I guarantee. We need to get Patrick, though, because yeah. he, he'd, go, he'd go crazy if we played with that. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick's been pushing Eclipse. Every time we play TI4, he's like, why are you wasting your time with that game? You've got to get this so Eclipse. I, so. Good. I agree with that 100%. Uh, for just quick description. It's it's space combat. Or maybe it's not space. Space risk. Euro. Maybe it's uh, space relations. Who knows? We'll yeah. find out. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tack a rider onto that bill uh, of uh, <laughs> a bonus action of... Uh, Space Empires 4X. It's okay. another GMT game, but this one is kind of their response or their answer to the the space um, game, kind of like Eclipse or mm-hmm. Twilight Imperium. There's a lot you can do in this game, very sandboxy, and it, 
again, it's sitting there, and I, I want to play it. It's got it ticks off so many boxes, and as far as I can tell, it sounds like it fixes a lot of things I dislike about a lot of other games, but it looks interesting. That's my rider. <laughs> Uh, All right, that's a good one. Put it, put your proper one in, though. The, my proper one is something that we've talked about on the show for a bit, and it's it's been invoked uh, recently with response to a certain fellow on Board Game Geek who's legendary. And it's a series of 18XXs, specifically 1846, which is the GMT reprint mm. of 1846, and 1830, which is the original Big Daddy, Francis Tresham, who did... Civilization, uh, or uh, I think Advanced Civ, or did he do Basic Civ? I can't remember. Both? Anyway. Maybe, well, he's the head designer. Anyway. Yeah, but just a legend. Let's just say that. Uh, 1846 is Tom Lehman, I think. Say, I think he's... Anyway, whatever. <clears throat> Train games. Um, they're fairly heavy economic games, but I've heard... It's just one of these things where it's like, I wish I knew somebody who knew the games, because mm-hmm. I feel so vulnerable, it's more so, so than any other game, putting it down and to being... jump res- down into a manual. And jump, that, yeah. exactly. And I've read the manuals a couple times, and I'm like, I can do this, I can do this. But it's just... I, I'm terrified. This 1830 is long. I think it can last like let six, me, seven hours. Let me jump on board with that, because my <laughs> special extra uh, five and a half was... Any 18xx game. Look at that. Look at that. All right, we can make this happen. We've got a match. <laughs> we can do that. I think we can find some nerdy enough groups that are... Uh, Maybe the bear claws out in the stone hammer place, whatever it's called. Rockwood? Rockwood. <laughs> stone hammer. The brewery? Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Anyway, good. Anyway. We're, on the, we're in simpatico yeah. on that one. So my fourth of five, uh, this is one that I don't like how I'm always saying negative things about things I haven't tried. No, no, it's the best thing in the world. So I'd like to try this so that I can say more negative things about it. <laughs> and that's Keyforge. <laughs> I'm going to buy us a couple decks. I did actually try to do it over Christmas. Uh, Sold out everywhere. And we're going to sit down, we're going to crack them, and we're going to face off. What happens when it turns to be Magic good? 2.0. <laughs> it's like, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. We'll regrettably buy a hundred more packs or a case or something. Sitting in an alleyway all <laughs> cracked out. Like, Y'all got any got more any of that Keyforge? <laughs> when you said Keyforge, it took me a second because I, um, I've i had Key Flower on the brain in the oh. Key series. So it's like, Keyforge, yeah. what is this? Which a episode? very dramatic, uh, interesting <laughs> take on... No, never mind. It's the Richard... Is it Richard Garfield? Yeah, Richard Garfield, the inventor of magic. Uh, very famous, and this is his new project. Um, and it's it's basically magic, except you can't change the cards. And also, can we point out while we're talking about Richard Garfield, the, uh, the smash hit that is Artifact on Steam <laughs> that everyone... Yeah, he's had some dumps. Gor- Gordon Freeman died for your sins, <laughs> and the sins keep coming. Oh, boy. Uh, okay, cool. I, I look forward to playing Keyforge, too. I, I actually, I have nothing, I'm not going to take a dump on it because I haven't even heard of it. Well, not yeah. that I haven't heard of it. I haven't played it yet, but I'd like to... S- I just haven't heard anything good. Exactly. And the only thing it's going to be hard on, it's not going to be a big challenge to play. It's going to be hard on our, our wallets. Well, how <laughs> much are they, though? Oh, 15 bucks. That's not the... You know what? I'd spend $15 to just take a whack at it. Yeah. I'll be furious, though, if inevitably the deck I buy is just out, totally outclassed Absolute by someone else. Garbage, yeah. And it's like, oh, well, should have thought about... How am I supposed... Anyway. My fourth one is a game that I've had sitting on the shelf for a while. I've even put all the tokens in the lovely little tackle boxes in anticipation of playing it with alacrity. And that is Colonists. The Colonists. Oh, yeah. I've, I've seen that. Just you've seen out. You've seen the <laughs> box. It's heavy. Um, it's long. <laughs> and it is a game that I've wanted to play for a while. That's it's, a, it's Essentially, you're building villages, but it's more about... a, a, a uh, goods and services optimization puzzle where you want to build stuff and move them to places. Kind of similar to, in an abstract sense, I guess, to something like um, Keyflower, where you're 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 getting stuff, you got to move it around. Just because you have it doesn't mean it's worth anything. So, and you go on through epochs, different eras. So if you play from start to finish, it can last a very long time. But it's been yeah. sitting there for a while. I've I think it looks really so cool and I've heard great. Do you choose at the beginning how many eras you go through? Yeah, you can do. I've I've heard you shouldn't play all three. That's you're just asking for trouble. But uh, huh. you never know. Anyway, that's my fourth pick, the Colonists. What genre is that? Uh. Worker placement, more. Ac- I think it's action selection and um, 
resource optimization. That's the best I can say. So action selection is kind of the um, the 2019 board game PC term for worker placement because people will correct you when you try to say worker placement. I at think this it, point. I'm, I don't I don't think I know enough about it to get into an argument about it or a discussion. But the yeah. I, the basic way I would call because it's like saying the difference between scythe, which is action selection, you're yep. moving your pawn, you're choosing your action, versus viticulture, which is I'm putting a worker in a place i am selecting an action like i'm doing both but i would if i say what so all worker placements are action selection games but not all action selection games are worker placement yeah there are some pure worker placement key flower you're dropping your workers yeah exactly that is and you're and you're bidding on stuff and you're moving goods it's such a although you can move your workers if you're losing a bit yeah well that's right you can shuffle them off and you get them back anyway it's a key flower is lovely joel what is your number one game you want to get played in 2019? I don't know if it's my most desired, but I think it's the most ambitious goal. Okay. And it's in the vein of hating on games again. <laughs> because I read, and it's... I like the spite choices. It's going to be really tough to play this um, <clears throat> for some obvious reasons, and that's Kingdom Death Monster. Well, well, well. I would love to just, just see what it's all about, because yeah. people that play it, I'll say people that like it yeah. are obsessed in like a weird kind of way. Where Get this like, wide-eyed look. What, what is yeah. going on here? Yeah. I just I just want to look behind the curtain. It's a, it's vaguely culty, but maybe people just feel the same way when I talk about, or when we talk about mega civilization, where it's just like, <laughs> although I think we're more just like, we've, the Lord has shown his light to us and you can, you can look at it if you like. But I'm not, you know, it's fine. You don't have to. Whereas the Kingdom Death people are like, you got to play Kingdom Death. What are you doing? Come on over. Play Kingdom Death with me. Yeah. Why are you not playing it? Why haven't you played it yet? And it's like, well, it's $850. That's why. Is that, was that the full price or was that like the super well, special Oh, that was with edition? everything included. I'm sure you can get it for about 300 if you're. Or you could hold off for the reprint of <laughs> Western Empires or whatever it's called. <laughs> yeah. Play something worthwhile. But, but again, we haven't played it. So. <laughs> so yeah, it's Kingdom Death. What about you? My number one, Joel already knows this. Here I stand. Here I st- I knew it was going to get there somehow. Here I stand. I, I invested too much of my life <laughs> in reading the rules and getting all ready Spent for this. Spent a week reading the rules and we didn't even play. It's all right. I understand. And we made the right choice. But I, th- I thought it was funny that you mentioned Rome versus uh, Carthage because that was us on that day. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I for- Yeah, that's- I forgot all about that. <laughs> Play very differently, though. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, here I stand. In case you did not listen to the show, which is shame on you. Shame on you. We were going to play. At least they're listening now. Yeah. Because I, I yelled into the mic. We were going to play for Joel's birthday. Um, but I think it was... We balked. We balked at it because it is very, very complicated. It's not that bad, but there's enough going on that I was just... For a game I haven't played before and for a very special, special man in my lives life's birthday uh i'm not going to tank it because yeah <laughs> whereas everyone understands Mega plus no victoria is no deal <laughs> yeah that's it because she wanted to be the pope real bad she really wanted to burn the protestants and i was gonna be the protestant so it was me versus her without her oh man who was i gonna fight we, we i still i think i can get everyone back that'd be martin luther king showing up saying i got an idea and everyone say great idea and then that's the end of the game oh <laughs> Although it also is, and that's the problem with Here I Stand too, and this is why it's on the list for a couple of reasons, is that it needs full player count. Yeah. It, it, otherwise, you you actually have to play um, I would say that your double one up. is just as hard it's to, very tricky. to get to happen. It's very tricky. Well, because you got to, again, it's not, because it's such a long game and a heavy game, it just, it's just like, at least I own it. At least you own it. That's <laughs> the thing. I got to go beg off my friend in the kitchen. <laughs> Hi guys, it's been a while. Yeah, we heard what you were saying on the radio. <laughs> you listen? <laughs> oh, that would be my first reaction. But anyway, that's our list, and I hope we. I here is the 2019 uh, edict that the second we get to these levels here, uh, or these levels, these games, whenever we get to play them, there'll be a big announcement as to uh, when that we actually played them, and then I'll set off a little firework in the studio. That'll nice. be my, my gimmick here. Yeah, it'll be an exciting time. Before we go, I'm just going to ramble off the other games that I played 
while I was away because we played a lot of Dark Moon. Always good times. I saw the expansion at uh, 401. Quest for Eldorado. Review pending. It's a positive one. And, uh, no, that's it. Just Dark Moon and Quest no. for Eldorado. Right. Well, good. And like Joel was saying, there there's going to be some deeper dives into some of this stuff here, but yeah. this is more just a breakdown because you're so interested in what... We got a lot of content to get through, yeah. you know? Anyway, I'm Jack. I'm Joel. Thanks for listening.